Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles I just realized something mm-hmm. I guess, like, the picture of that snake that you sent me earlier mm-hmm. I don't know why But I thought it was like a, gar- like a garden snake Oh, no <laughs> And then I was on Twitter here uh, Just you know for a few minutes before we started recording and i saw the picture that you tweeted and i you know clicked on it and i blew it up and i was like oh my god i was like that is definitely a rattlesnake and yeah. here i am like oh we have rattlesnakes over here <laughs> and i was like no wonder he didn't reply to me i'm, I'm a freaking idiot <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good one bro yeah it had about uh, eight or nine rattles on it oh man yeah. See, I didn't get close oof. to it. I can yeah. tell you that. I run it over four or five times, and I didn't get close <laughs> to it. Yeah, I would too. I made sure it was uh, good and upside down when I was done. Heck yeah, man. But um, I'm sure nobody will care that I killed a rattlesnake. I don't think so. Yeah. I just figure, let's, let's start the show off like that. What the heck? Hey, this is episode 62 of In the Marvels with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda. You can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Ethan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Viva Ethan. Oh, yeah. You're on Instagram now. I saw that. I did. Yeah. Instead of going to bed like a normal person, I stayed up like six hours past my bedtime this morning to, <laughs> to make an Instagram. So, yeah. So, we have some NASCAR stuff to talk about. Not yeah. a whole lot because it was an off week. So, we can kind of just, you know, shoot the bull a little bit. Yeah. As they say, just, you know. Say talk about whatever we want to talk about today. Um, first off, though, sixty-two might be. It's not difficult lately, but historically, there's not a bunch of sixty-twos out there. Yeah, you know, I have a a weird fact for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, my number. Uh, every time I think of sixty-two, I always think of Brendan Gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was there when he flipped at Talladega, where the cars went underneath him. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many starts do you think he had with the with the sixty two? I don't know. I'm beginning to think with you with this little uh, fact you have here, it probably isn't a whole lot. Because <laughs> like I thought he was in the sixty two for like five seasons. Well, when we saw him at Talladega, that was nineteen, and he flipped over everybody. So it was at least from 2019 to. I guess in 22 where Grayson drove the 62 some. Yeah. I don't know if he was in the 62 any in 22. Maybe they weren't full time. I have no idea. 
So, um, let me see. This stat is from September 11th, 1949 to April 23rd, 2023. Brandon Gone only had 21 starts. Not even a full year. How about that? And I was like, what? And I double-checked everything. And I was like, I feel like he was in that car for so long. I, maybe he just stood out in the car. Maybe. And like, am I wrong in thinking like, am I wrong in thinking Brendan Poole maybe drove it some too? I probably am wrong, but I feel like there's, I guess there's been other drivers rotating in that 62. Brendan Poole was not one of them. Okay. I mean, it just may, might just be the Brendan part, but we did have, Oh, what's that name? Pee wee. Pee wee. I don't know. L winger. <laughs> From when? Uh, it only has two starts. It doesn't tell me any year, but P E E W E E. It has to be his name way back in the day uh, when they had names like that. Uh, oh, it's 1966 NASCAR yeah. Grand National Series. Yep, that was the Cup Series back then. But yeah, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> oh, there goes good old Pee Wee. Wait, what? That's awesome. Oh, see, there's an obvious one. I think Noah Gregson just because of that Wendy's car. He, yeah, he stood out sure. more in that one or two races he did in that 62 than just about anybody else lately. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he didn't even do anything any better than anybody else did. It's just the fact that he had that Wendy's sponsorship, and that was a big deal of them coming back in in the NASCAR after so many years gone. But um, so that's who I think of. An obvious answer would be Ricky Bobby. Oh yeah, duh. But um, I'm not going to bother saying that that's what I thought of because it really wasn't. I had to look up 62s and see if there was anybody other than Noah Gregson. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, Brendan Gone drove it. He flipped over by Talladega. Mm-hmm. I remember that it was in turn three when he went rolling and everybody went right underneath him. Yeah, I think um, Bubba Wallace went. I, did did uh. Jo- uh who was was it Joey Logano or was it Bubba Wallace? I got Brendan landed on top of him. Probably Bubba. I think it was Bubba. Yeah, I think so too. Because Logano got Newman on top of him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That was at uh, oh, where was that? Or was that Newman? No, no. It was an. It was it. Newman landed on top of somebody in the car tomorrow. I don't. Not what Logano though. It was sometime somebody landed on him and it was after the Newman wreck. Somebody flipped on the back straightaway. I don't know if it was Daytona or Talladega. It might have been Talladega in the April race. It was after the Newman wreck and somebody landed on his uh, roof, like his windshield area, and it bent in the windshield. And he was complaining. as like, well, here we go again. We're having another one of these things where the wind, the, the bars across the front are bending in, you know, because of how people oh. are driving. I forget who that was that flipped, but somebody did flip and land on him. That's crazy. There's been so many flips in NASCAR lately. You forget who's flipped. Yeah. I don't even remember what you're even referring to, but I just woke up. So like <laughs> my engines are not revving yet. <laughs> um, yeah. When, when I was a kid, flipping a car was a big deal. A huge deal. I, I remember some of my favorite drivers that were like more prone to do it than anybody else. Like, I think Rusty had like three of them. 
you know, one of them I didn't see, but two of them happened in one year. Right. And Daryl Waltrip had a big one. I remember the big one Daryl Waltrip had, and I remember the big one Davey had. And whenever somebody flipped, it was just like, like, yeah, cause all my, my whole life, just about Jeff Gordon never flipped. Right. I was like, why is he the one not flipping? You know, I thought my driver's got to flip, but he don't. And our heart didn't flip forever when I, when I was watching. Right. And then all of a sudden, 96, he, t- he took a bad one. And uh, maybe 95, too, at Talladega. There was two Talladega ones that he flipped at that were really hard front straightaway hits. And one of them, I think, ended up with a fire. One was with uh, Sterling Marlin in the four, and one of them was b- with Bill Elliott in the 94. Um, then it was the Daytona race in 97 when he flipped and kept running. But before that, he never, he never flipped when I was a kid because the earliest I saw him do that was at uh Pocono where he broke his leg. Oh yeah. When he come hobbling down the uh, banking on one leg. That was when him, him and Tim Richmond, his one of his best friends, they just wrecked each other going into turn one. And then they were just holding each other afterwards, you know, just kind of helping each other down. The weirdest Earnhardt had the weirdest friendships. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I was saying this, I was always such a big deal when somebody flipped when I was a kid, because you could count them on one hand. Yeah. And uh, especially if somebody flipped and it wasn't Daytona or Talladega. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You remember Carl like, Long? Carl. Oh yeah. Carl Long. You remember <laughs> what, remember what track that was that he flipped that? No. Rockingham. Uh, Rockingham. Really? A one mile racetrack. He got, it was, I think it was one of the last races there too. He got pushed up into the wall in the back straightaway and his car hit just the right angle to where the wheels oh. ramped up on the wall. And he barrel rolled that thing down the straightaway like eight times. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> I'll tell you what. That, that took everybody aback. Like I didn't know we could flip like that here anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> now, yeah. the cars are so low to the ground and so stable. People are like, you know, how are we flipping at Rockingham? <laughs> no joke. That's that's wild. But I mean, I guess you know, like going back to flipping, like Elliot Sadler in mm-hmm. two thousand seven, flipping uh, Ryan twice, Newman. right? Uh, right. No, yeah, he did the next year, I think. Too. I think it was the next year. Yeah, yeah. and then Ryan Newman at the I think two thousand eight. Daytona 500 uh, in the 12 Alltel. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what else? Joey Logano at Dover. Oh, Newman also did in the 39 with the car tomorrow at Talladega. Ryan Newman is an overachiever when it comes <laughs> to flipping a car. Not to mention he even it. the 2021. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. It's uh, He's very talented at flipping his car. Give me okay. It's a tangent here. We're not glorifying the wrecks when they happen. We we appreciate the fact uh, after afterwards. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. I love going back and watching all these wrecks and analyzing what happened and what caused this and what did that and how the car reacted and how other drivers reacted right. and all this. It's it's fascinating to watch it after. It's like a it's like not to say plane crash, but it's like a it's like a crash, uh, like an autopsy of the crash itself. You know? Yeah. As long as nobody got hurt. Yeah, I don't, I'm right. not going back. Like I said before on this podcast, I'm not going back watching Dale Earnhardt's wreck. I don't care. Right. You know, um, I am one of those people that have that morbid curiosity when you hear that somebody died in, in a crash. And you kind of look back at it and you wonder how it was that they died. But yeah. other than that, I'm not one to like 
study and dissect and like say, oh, what an awesome crash because somebody got hurt or killed. I, I, that's not me. It's right. more like the fact that uh, Jeff Bodine in a truck went ramping over people and they jumped up in front of him on the trial at Daytona, smashed the fence at 185 miles an hour, disintegrated the car in a gigantic fireball. The engine was ripped out of the car and flipping violently down the front straightaway like it weighed 10 pounds. And uh, then the entire engine of the car. Meanwhile, the car sitting there tumbling. There's nothing but a cage now. And then here come other trucks, cars, trucks, whatever. Here come other trucks uh, come through and they hit it and bounced it the other way while it was flipping. And another fireball erupted when that happened. The announcer thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. I saw it live. Not like not in person, but I saw it on TV live. I was watching that race when it happened. I thought he was yeah. dead. And to come to find out that not only was he okay, but he raced again after that. Incredible. Right. And now I, I watch that crash over and over. I'm like, man, what a gnarly crash. <laughs> right. What are your top three? That's going to be my number one. But what are your top three most gnarly flips? Austin Dillon at Daytona. Yes, that is. Whew, that one gives me chills when it's over with. Yeah. The fact uh, that everybody running out there to the car while it's upside down and hearing like the audio. Because didn't Junior win that race? Uh, yes, he did. Yeah. And you can hear his audio. Because he's yeah. not celebrating because they had his audio clear clipped after the race was over because he's not celebrating. He looked in the mirror and he saw that three. Yeah. And he, the only thing he said on the radio was, oh, my God, like that. That's, that's right. all. He's, he's worried about that. Dude. He, he don't care. He just won that race. Even Tony Stewart, who was back in the uh, the field, and I guess the Austin Dillon car actually went up above Tony Stewart. Mm -hmm. And Tony Stewart went on record to say, like, he uh, gave himself whiplash because in the car – you're strapped in and he ducked. Yeah. Because it was just instinct. And I guess I, he ducked so hard and the belts were so tight that it actually gave himself whiplash trying to avoid it. But um, my second one, I think, would be Kyle Larson. The, the, the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one is more scary than the other ones. Just, yeah. Just because it had some fan aspects to it where like, oh, the, yeah. The tire came off when it sheared into the fence like that and it uh, hit somebody in the stands. And there's like a, we, I talked about it before on the show, there's like a war zone type handheld phone camera from the stands yeah. at the end of that race. And it's right in the section where the tire came through and hit somebody. It it's literally like, you know, a bombing just happened and people are trying to help somebody. Yeah. It's the most insane it thing. I can't imagine being there. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that video as well, and it, it almost looked like it was like a, like a, I don't know, like a rain or like a spray, like somebody just sprayed like debris, yeah, in a certain you know part of that grandstand, and it was <clears throat> it was very terrifying. Sprayed uh, bolts and carbon fiber, yeah. and sheet metal, and whole tires, and <laughs> just sprayed all that yeah. at the fans at 180 miles an hour. Just, yeah whew. um i think my third one would be a tie we mentioned it earlier 2022 daytona 500 with ryan newman uh or i forgot what year it was and i forgot what track it was i think it was talladega uh was it rusty wallace or mm. ricky rudd um i think it was rusty rusty in 93 had one at talladega he come across the line upside down in sixth place and then is he that the one barrel rolling 
Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he barrel roll oh, yes. after that? Or yeah. He, I mean, he came I'll, across I'll, the line in sixth place with his nose on the ground, but the rest of the car way up in the air, backwards. Yeah, I'd probably give third one to Rusty. Um, the uh, one correction, the Newman one was the 2020, not 2022, but that's easy. Did I, that's easy oh, did I say yeah. 2022? Yeah, it's an easy mix-up. Um, oh, my bad. Just because twos and it all just happened and everything. But yeah, that was right before the pandemic. Yeah, because I was there not then because it rained. That happened on a Monday, and I didn't have Monday off, so I had to go home. So I got to see twenty laps of them running single file on top of the racetrack before the rain came. Yeah, you were there for wasn't that the one that Trump was at? Yes, I saw Air Force yeah. One fly over, and uh, oh. he did the parade lap and all that. Pretty neat. I mean, Air Force One is massive. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think because it's just like a it's it's like, okay, it's a commercial airplane when it's flying that low. Over the racetrack, something about oh, yeah. it. It's just man, massive. ominous. Yeah, and it's, it goes yeah. so slow to go that low too. It, it's like man, it could just fall out of the sky, you wow. know. And because they got that airport on the back straightaway, right, just behind right. the back straightaway, Daytona. So you're constantly while you're watching Daytona, you're constantly see, constantly seeing planes land and take off the whole time. Yeah, know? and we, you can see the fighter jets when they did their pre-race show. They would come in and land and take off and all this stuff. It was, it's really really fun. It's a it's a fun time out there. I had me a good uh, NASCAR. I forgot what's the name of that that moonshine. Oh, I forgot the name of it. It was like the official moonshine of NASCAR. My just been called NASCAR moonshine. I don't know, but I don't know. they had a uh, sponsorship deal at Daytona. Then they didn't have it this last time though. It was just a regular old drink stand. It's a shame. <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. The, oh God, what is that thing called? Yeah, I, I forgot what it's called. Is it? No, it's it's a vodka, isn't it? Oh no, it's going to bother. It's not like it? Dixie vodka, is it? You're not thinking of High Rock vodka. No, right? no, I don't think so. No. I have some of that actually down the, uh, down the hallway. Um, no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i want some so bad i can't find it i'm about out of it but i mean i've, I've, I've had it for a little while i probably need to finish it off. but alcohol don't really go bad so it's whatever yeah the only vodka i'm seeing um i just typed in nascar vodka and it's just coming up as uh dixie vodka or a vodka i thought it was moonshine oh what did I, I no it, I see, it see I, Dixie vodka is coming to mind, but I also think it was a NASCAR, uh, not sanctioned NASCAR sponsored NASCAR backed moonshine. Are you thinking of uh, Sugarlands? No, not Sugarlands. I've oh. done that book. I've done that before though. I've done a Sugarlands tasting in Gatlinburg. Man, five dollars. You get uh, actually, I think it might have been twelve. Yeah, it might have been twelve. Oh my gosh! I think it was it was five or twelve dollars. You get twelve shots of all the different flavors of moonshine plus the thirteenth. Oh my! Yeah, and um, That's... you're 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 fine after that. <laughs> uh, man, like two shots of vodka, and my boat is rocking. That's that's it. <laughs> uh, we have a place. I am not. A... We have a place down here in uh, Bruton, Alabama. Uh, well. I guess they're not really in Bruton anymore. They closed their store, but they they went down the road close to the beach because they have a bigger store up here at this uh, 
Porch Creek Indian owned uh, amusement park. They they kind of run the area down here. They got like a casino and massive casinos. It's, it's like a dang in this little podunk town I live in. This thing sits like like fifty stories high. It's the weirdest thing to just kind of sit out there by the interstate in this little town I have that didn't even have a Walmart before that came in. But they have that casino. They got a massive movie theater out there, bowling alley. And then all of a sudden, closer to the beach, they built a gigantic amusement park with a bunch of shopping districts and stuff like that, like a mini uh, Disney World kind of thing or mini Six Flags thing. And in there, they have one of those stores, um, Murder Creek Moonshine. Because the store oh. was actually uh, built by a creek in Bruton called Murder Creek. So they called it Murder Creek. Great name for Moonshine. Yeah. Um, but they got that store in there. And they do the kind of similar stuff there where you spend $5, get five shots. And then they mix you up all sorts of cocktails. You can buy the Moonshine straight up, 20 bucks. I got a bottle of uh, coconut cream Moonshine in my uh, fridge right now from those places. I'm not an alcoholic, I promise. I just kind of collect things around, you know, from different places and just kind of, you know, use them sparingly. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if alcohol was Mountain Dew, I'd be an alcoholic every day. You know, they make alcohol at Mountain Dew. What? I have some. <laughs> what? No way. Oh, no. Ooh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, no. That is fantastic. I'm going to have to. Oh, yeah, I knew, yeah, that. You knew that. I didn't know that. I just have. Oh, I forgot all about it. I'm just I'm over here sipping on a Mountain Dew and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, and I'm yeah. like, oh, no. I haven't had any in like over a year because uh, they're not down here. Where I am. They're in Florida and Tennessee, and that's the only places I really know they are. And yeah, they're definitely not in Kansas yeah, and they're not. Um, they're not across the state line here. I live five miles from Florida. They're not over there. Okay, when I say Florida, they're in Florida. They're not just a hop, skip, and a jump from Alabama. Yeah, you know, that's where I am. But they're deep in Florida. And last time I went, like I went on a trip with me and my wife to Disney, and on the way there, we saw it several times. It was everywhere. And they had pallets of it at Walmart and big variety packs. Every gas station went to you could get a twelve pack of it, tall cans, small cans, just well, everything. But really? last couple of times I went since then, I haven't been able to find it. Not nothing. It's like it completely dried up. And huh. my wife, when she just got back from Disney with uh, the two boys and uh, some of her friends, she actually found a case of the regular, not like the, not like the variety pack, but she actually found a 12 pack of the regular. She brought it home for me. Oh, nice. So it's in the fridge right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic though, I promise. <laughs> hey, hey, I get it. What I sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> no, man. Sounds like you just know how to party. Speaking of, go to skinnymixes.com. Okay. <laughs> if you if you like to partake in some drink, let me tell you this. You don't have to add all the sugar into these drinks to make them taste good. All right. You like your margaritas, you like your cosmos, you like your mojitos, anything like that. Go to skinmixes.com, get you some low sugar, maybe even sugar-free versions of these, these drink mixes, right? So you go to skinmixes.com, pick out something you like, use the code MARBLES at checkout, you get 10% off on your first order. We tested it again. It only works on your first order. But it definitely works because we had it work. 
And we just got a new shipment of a bunch of coffee syrups and maybe one or two drink mixes as well to go with some of the stuff that we have. So check them out. Skinnymixes.com. We're not taking a break right now. I just want to throw that plug out there because we were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. There you go. I was ready for a break. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Then you said that. I was like, all right, I'm back in. <laughs> uh, let me think of three flips real quick that you didn't name. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the number one for me is probably Jeffrey Bodine in the truck in 2000 at Daytona. Oh, yeah, for sure. The next one is probably um, Michael McDowell. Oh, God. And yes. the Texas? double zero Texas crash at uh, qualifying. Yeah. All by himself. The whole world was watching him. <laughs> the wobble heard around the world. Man. Yeah, that, that still makes me hurt watching it. Gosh, yeah. And I know we've talked about this that on this show before. Um, mm-hmm. I guess next would be Davey at Pocono in 92. Because I was a kid when okay. that happened. That one, that messed him up pretty good. But he kept racing. He he went out there with like an eye patch, uh, dark sunglasses or something, maybe to cut, maybe not an eye patch, but dark sunglasses to cover up the blood vessels bursting in the back of his eyes from the flips. Yeah. The violence of the G forces while he's flipping. Uh, when he have like a, a cracked sternum. Yeah. Um, something, he had a bunch of stuff messed up with him. He was in a cast and everything, but he was out there at Talladega the next week and he run like eight or 10 laps and a little rain shower came and threw out a caution. He come in and got swapped out for, uh, Jimmy Hensley. I think this just swapped him out. I could be wrong about that, but there was one of those drivers that seemed like back in 92, he was, he had a die cast, uh, made by racing champions in like five or six different cars because he was just the substitute guy. Right. I think, I think it was, uh, I think it was Jimmy Hensley. I think, uh, he was in the 28. He was in the 42. <laughs> he was in a few of them. Yeah. But that was always funny when you see that. It's like, Oh, it's, it's almost like a chase because it's not the real driver in it, you know, but like I got the real driver, but this one actually says, Hensley on the roof instead of Kyle Petty, you know, just <laughs> like, a, like yeah. a chase. Chases before chases. Yeah. And speaking of uh, diecast, did you want to go into? Uh, so last week we uh, were talking about Lionel Racing Wave or t- 2023 Wave One, but I guess I live under a rock because they just announced Wave Three uh, a couple days ago, I think yesterday. So, do you want to go into that really fast? Well, you know why you kind of overlook some of these, maybe? Why? Because they're kind of underwhelming. You know, I it's okay. So it's funny because uh, Wave Three popped up in Lionel Racing. If you're not following them on social media, they'll always put out these cool little videos that says, you know, NASCAR Authentics 2023 Wave whatever. And I always watched it because it's always suspenseful seeing if Kyle Busch was going to be involved. And spoiler. I, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, and then when I saw who was in uh, wave three, I was like, wait a minute, who was in wave two? So I went back and down their social media and saw the video for wave two. Um, and I don't remember watching the video, but I remember some of these race cars, but some of them I don't remember. Mm. But I'll I'll get into it really fast. Uh, 2023 Wave One has a lot of uh, patriotic paint schemes, including Alex Bowman in the 
Red, white, blue, ally now, salutes. The, 48. These are cars still from 2022, correct? Actually, correct, 20, yeah. 20, no, Wave 3 actually has some 2023 cars in it. Correct, but yeah. But Wave 1 and 2 are probably still 2022 paint jobs. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Um, so Austin Dillon, uh, or Austin, Alex Bowman, and then we have Austin Dillon in the uh, Bass Pro Shop salutes. Uh, pretty cool paint scheme there. Uh, sticking with the patriotic, we have Martin Shrex Jr. The Bass Pro Shop salutes, red, white, and blue. Uh, we have Chase Elliott in the Napa Auto Parts salutes car. That's pretty cool. Uh, Brad Kozlowski in the Kohler. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it? so. Kohler? I think so. Kohler salutes. Uh, I actually like that paint scheme a lot. Uh, Ryan Blaney is going to be in the body armor yellow. Real quick. Lionel Racing yeah. loves Brad Keselowski's paint seems too. It seems like there's one in every wave. Every wave. I still have like two or three of them sitting on all my Walmart shelves. The violet one I especially. But yes. go ahead. Ryan Blaney. Uh, Ryan Blaney in that yellow. I really like that paint scheme as well. Uh, Kevin Harvick in the 2022 uh, Hunt's Brother Pizza. It kind of looks like the um, – uh, oh, gosh. What was that? That beer, the red one, the – Apple, Red, yeah, the, the bush reds apple ale, or is it the bush apple, bush light apple? Yeah, the bush light apple, or something like that. Uh, kind of looks very similar to that race car, but I like that paint scheme a lot. He is Kevin Harvick is also going to be the uh liquid color chase piece in this wave, and then you have Chase L or Chase Elliott, uh, Chris Busher in the fifth third bank, which I hate that name for a bank. I'd, yeah, that's where do you bank at fifth third? <laughs> what I, I don't understand it uh but the last one is actually todd gilliland and his paint scheme for this die cast is a and w all american foods do you have an a and w where you're at no the closest one that we have is actually in gatlinburg in tennessee it's about seven hours away oh wow yeah. okay so i love this paint scheme because uh i think i'm the only one that i know of in my life i'm the only one i know in my life <laughs> that has a a and W in their home, like where mm. they live. Oh, they're hard to find so, now. It, it's funny yeah. because, like, if you go up to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, up in the mountains and Pigeon Forge and all that area up there, um, that's kind of like a like a throwback place. Like they have a lot of old fashioned uh, stores like that. Like you'll run into some soda fountains. You got a lot of moonshine distilleries. Mm -hmm. You have wine tasting all over the place. You got. Um, pancake houses things like that it's just old-fashioned kind of stuff right and one of the things i have yeah. up there is an a and w and we have eaten there before uh we ate like you know like a little chili cheeseburger or whatever they got with root beer floats and i can't remember exactly yeah. what we got but something like that and uh yeah it was fun it was good it's you got i mean like root beer on a scale of one to ten to me as far as a soda goes is about a four yeah i'm i'm not gonna go out of my way and get a root beer but if it's there, I'm like, cool. You know, that's just me. Yeah. So it, nothing really stands out to me as far as an A&W, but it's cool. Like the merch is cool. You can buy the mugs there. Uh, it's just a, it's cool. It's, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Wave two, 2023 wave two. Um, starting off, of course, we have Brad Kozlowski and the King's Hawaiian uh, paint scheme. The bad one, right? Like the ugly uh, one, the blue yeah. and orange one. Yeah. You liked it though. I I do. Yeah, you liked it. I, I think his latest one was a lot better. Yeah. But I I didn't like it. 
But I mean, I, you liked it, so it's all an eye to behold, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like this paint scheme, though. I don't know if it's the same one or not. Um, well, if it's blue, I don't know. If it's got like that dark blue roof, yeah, that's the old one. That's the first one that I hated because I thought the color combo looked stupid. It was a wrong color orange, a reddish looking orange with this navy blue. I just I hated the color combo. But the one he drove this year, where he had the porta potty incident, um, yeah, that car was actually nice. They improved that car a lot. I, I can't I forget exactly what they did to it because I can't picture it in my head, but I remember it actually looking really good and thinking how much better it looked than the old one. So right. Just yeah. Wait on that to come out anyway. For sure. Uh Brad Kozlowski, and then we have uh Eric Almarola in the typical 2023 Smithfield yeah. paint Same scheme, old is- car he always drives. <laughs> Yep. Uh, this individual we will be talking about a little bit later in the show. Um, Josh Berry in the 2022 Tire Pros throwback, which is a throwback from Dale Jr.'s, mm-hmm. I think, Looney Tune paint scheme. Um, that's pretty cool. Also, kind of interesting, we have Kimi Raikkonen in the 91 Track that is House. Neat. Very that cool is neat. there. Uh, we have Daniel Suarez keeping up with the track house racing. Uh, he is in his slam paint scheme, which is interesting. It for some reason I look at it and it the word slam. It, for me, it says Sammy, S A M I, like Sammy Zane, but it's actually slam. Um, not a big fan of that paint scheme at all. But uh, Martin Truex Jr. is in his awesome 2022 Interstate Battery colors. And then we have Ryan Blaney in his uh, 2023 body armor from where he so ran that paint scheme at Atlanta earlier in the season. So that's two Blaney's in a row. Yep. And then two Kozlowski's in a row. <sighs> More Kozlowski's. That Hawaiian Buns one or the roll one is it's not going to move. If no. the violet one is still staying on the like I can go right now and pick up three of them. If that yeah. violet one is still staying on the shelves, that roll one is not going to move. But the ones that's yeah. funny, the ones that move are usually the ones that don't get get releases all the time. You know, like I'm I can always find a Chase Elliott. I can always find a Ryan Blaney. I can always find mm-hmm. these guys. They get released every single wave, it seems like. But I always find these guys and Martin Truex. He's real easy to find. Um, the ones that are hard to find are the, as far as a star goes, it's pretty It's like Kyle Bush. Those are hard to find. Tough. Ross Chastain yeah. has gotten pretty hard to find. Uh, there's not a whole lot of them out there. I think there's been two lately, you know, like uh, the pit bull one and the um, advent care. Yeah, those two I have on my shelf right now. I broke down. I got that stupid pit bull, and as much as I didn't like it, I still got it because it's Ross Chastain. But speaking of Ross Chastain diecast, I'll talk about that when we get into our uh, fancy cup a little bit later on. But oh, oh, yeah, we'll uh, preview Nashville, and we'll talk about a possible, a possible, but something that's going to happen a little just a just a couple weeks away. But go ahead and go on wave three. Well, we're going to finish off wave two really mm-hmm. fast with Chase Elliott. Oh, the, of course. Uh, Hendrick, 
HendrickCar.com truck, which is pretty interesting. He's also going to be the liquid color chase piece in this wave. But probably my favorite out of wave two, 2023 is Christopher Bell in that purple uh, Yahoo car. I'm pretty excited about that one. I'd probably pick that one up. Uh, but moving on to, let me see. Uh, no, okay. Anyways, uh, so 2023 Wave 3, that was just announced just a couple days ago. Uh, we have Ryan Blaney. A third uh, in his, Ryan Blaney in 2023 Waves. Well, is, was he in one? He was in one and two. Oh, he was, yeah. Wave one, <laughs> wave two, wave three. There you go. Uh, Ryan Blaney, well, he always has a very, very weird paint scheme. This one is like the watermelon, what I associate watermelon with, but I guess it's a... Uh, it says body armor camo. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's that red and green camo, that that real ugly yeah. car that he had. He just recently. I, I feel that, like he did. He? I think they're getting. Think they're getting. Um, I guess they can get previews of these these things because I remember it wasn't just a few weeks ago they actually did a pre order for that one. Like, right, they I, were the ones that debuted the paint scheme, which means that they had the paint scheme in stock ready to go like you know at the uh in the chamber so to speak and yeah. as soon as it they, it could get put out there they just blasted it on one of these little cars and just took off with it didn't he this isn't this the paint scheme that he won the 600 with i think it is i'm pretty sure it is that's a very very would have very fast paint scheme with that ugly he would have won that race with that ugly paint scheme yeah uh very fast <laughs> uh uh turnaround for that that's pretty good uh so ryan blaney uh harrison burton in his typical 21 uh motorcraft funny note car. uh it actually comes in the package backwards so that's fun that's a joke oh because it spins ah. out every race he does yes. yeah <laughs> sorry yeah, the joke he's... wasn't that good but it was a no no car. you're good <laughs> i was in there i was like like, bro, no, I'm looking doesn't. at the package right now. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't, but that was a funny one. I'll be better prepared next time. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got we got Chase Elliott in the 20. Another Chase Elliott. So, yep, it's only gonna get worse from here, pal. Uh, Joey Logano in the 2023 Auto Trader uh, paint scheme. Okay, uh, Alex Bowman in his 2023 Ally paint scheme. Okay. Uh, Daniel Suarez, this is probably the most uh, uh, probably the most fitting paint scheme I've seen. Daniel Suarez, uh, have you seen this one? Uh, I have. Uh, it's it's left my head. So go ahead. Yeah. So it's the 2023 20 uh, little bit of 2022 Princess Cruises, and down the side mm. it says yeah, that's right. Princess. And I said, how fitting for him. Uh, Martin Shrex Jr. in the 2023 <laughs> Auto Club Insurance Colors. Uh, pretty typical there. Uh, Chase Briscoe in that. I don't know how to pronounce that. Moran, Maria, Mariah, or uh, Tractors, the red and black tractor company. I know what you're talking about. No, I don't know how to. I, I, I don't have enough confidence to pronounce it properly. Makita? Is that it? Uh, it's M A H I N D R A. Oh no, I'm right wrong. No, I don't know. Let's move on. It's fine. Anyway, watch the race on Sunday. They have tons of commercials throughout the uh, whatever the show. So he's also going to be. They're not that good. 
Yeah. Oof, yeah. Mm, cringy. Very cringy. Uh, almost as cringy as my TikTok. But uh, Chase Briscoe will also be the liquid color chase piece in this wave. But the main event, we are finally, finally. I think this is like five, I think five waves without Kyle Busch. But we are finally getting Kyle Busch in the 2023 Alsco number eight Chevrolet. Um, this is very high priority for me. I'm going to get two of them. Uh, I'm very, very excited about this because I have a wall of nothing but NASCAR authentics with Kyle Busch. And I, I think I only have like five left to have all of them from Lionel Racing. Mm-hmm. So this one is going to be my first number eight. So I'm very, very excited about that. But that rounds out the um, first three waves of Lionel Racing. Well, uh, NASCAR how Pinnacles. long do you think it before that uh, eight shows up in stores? Um, it's already like there's already people that have it from the Lionel Racing uh, store in Concord yeah, Mills. That's like that's like action figures getting the ringside. And then like yeah, I can get them in hand, but then I won't see it in store for like three months. Yeah. You know, honestly, um, uh, the Walmarts down here, surprisingly, when it comes to NASCAR Authentics, maybe, maybe two weeks it'll be down here. That's a far cry from where my walmart is goodness gracious yeah none of mine are i've been checking last two or three weeks just for anything different nothing is different even in action figures even the wrestling stuff nothing is different it just nothing's moving right now i mean i'm having to to pony up and buy something like well i kind of wanted this but nobody's buying it and you know i want to buy something you know (laughs) right I was like, maybe I'll get this ultimate. You know, I don't, I didn't, wasn't going to get it, but it's really cool. And I do kind of want it. So let me just get it. So just some, something that can move and come back in with new stuff, you know, right. Nobody else is getting anything to move it, but I'm not buying all those superstars figures. Mine are completely clogged with all the sets of superstar stick, uh, superstars, uh, the figures, even back to the first set with, like I saw Shawn Michaels, on the peg the other day. I hadn't seen a Shawn Michaels since they first come out. Yeah. And, I don't even know, but mine are all clogged up and we were also worried that we weren't going to find an ultimate warrior. We weren't going to find the undertaker or the NWO, like any of them, Hall Nash or, um, Hogan. We were all worried that we were going to find any of these things. I can go get five of them each right now from my three or four different Walmarts in the area. And they won't move. Like I have one of every single one of them. I, I'm collecting the set, but I can't get the new stuff, the next set to come in that any of my stores, because this set's clogging up the pegs and they're not going to buy new stuff. So, right. Uh, anyway, it's aggravating. Walmart's getting on my nerves right now. But Walmart is a very, very good company. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You work there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do work there. Well, tell them to straighten their butts up. Yeah, you know, distribution is I think hard on <laughs> on everyone trying to take. You know, uh, my fellow Americans, Walmart, you know, is not responsible for any distribution. Said, um, yeah, dude, I, you know, I'm very surprised because with the action figure aspect of things, there's a couple things that I have my eye on. Uh, you know, some Batman figures that i kind of was like oh you know if i see it i might pick it up or whatever if i have the extra for it but like the race cars the nascar authentics is really really fast at like getting down here which is so weird because 
pro rest like the uh wrestling figures we just we suck we have sucked we've sucked for a long time just nothing ever new comes and uh but we, we do have the uh supreme kenny omega oh yeah we got for, plenty of those too yes i know i'm not i'm honestly i'm not really interested in the figure itself i'm kind of more interested in um the street gear stuff because i think if i can somehow manage to get a kyle bush 3d sculpted head like i'm gonna <laughs> you know i'm gonna put that head on the the spare body and stuff and make a i don't know an actual like not actual size but you know make a kyle bush action figure um yeah you know i understand the supreme line i understand it okay it's a high-end collectible with these right the cody's sat on our shelves forever because they're 43 dollars and yeah. ultimate is 30. at walmart and ultimate is 30. at target they're like 32. but at walmart where these things are an ultimate is 30. it's that is a hard sell to yeah. spend an extra twelve dollars on, I mean, let's face it, a company that's not near as popular as WWE. As much as people yeah. don't want to hear that, it, it's just facts. They're not as popular as WWE. The average fan out there knows who Roman Reigns is in that Ultimate, knows who Brock Lesnar is in that Ultimate, knows who Ultimate Warrior is in that Ultimate that I have seen at Walmart's. Bret Hart, they know these people, these Ultimates, and then right next to them is Kenny Omega. They're not going to know who right. Kenny Omega is. Yeah, they're not. You got to be a New Japan fan and a hard, a diehard AEW fan to know who Kenny Omega is. It's just part of it. It's just how it is. It's and the, there's a price some things at forty two dollars. Goodness gracious, that's more than yeah, double what the know, other other action figures are. Funny thing about that is, I only saw Cody Supreme once, and I only saw Britt Britt, uh, Britt Baker Supreme once. I've never seen Britt Baker. Um, he never showed up down here. Yeah, I seen it once. I'm pretty sure I could still find it if you need. No, me. I'm fine. But I think, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna have to recruit like Drew Vinsel or Jeff or Scott uh, for that ultimate. Or did we talk about that ultimate Roman? We did. Um, I haven't seen it since. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm way too late to the well, party. One Walmart I have has Ultimate Warrior and Brock Lesnar. The other one has the best of with uh. Bret Hart and Triple H. Triple H. And yeah. I wound up just getting that Bret Hart. I went back oh. and got it because, you know, it's it's one that was always like a couple hundred dollars. And you're like, man, I wish I hadn't missed out on it. I mean, yeah, the main yeah. There's like the main face in it isn't great, but it's still really cool. You know, I, I wish I hadn't missed out on it. And then they come out with it again. You know, like it's just like I wound up selling, you know, that very first ultimate, the uh WCW Ultimate Warrior. It went. Uh -huh. I had one of those, and it went for so much I money. You know, it was like yeah. two hundred dollars there for a little bit, just right off the bat. And I was like, "Cool, I'm, I'm gonna sell it." You know, I sold it. Yeah. I got two hundred dollars out of it. And then oh, immediately, you when you know our money situation changed, I regretted it. And I was like, "Man, I might oh, just have God. to buy this back for two hundred dollars because I want it back." And guess what? I pre-ordered on Ringside about three weeks ago. What? The Ultimate Warrior Best of Ultimate <laughs> that came out. On oh, retail. there you go. 
Is that the same it's one? It's the same from one. The first one? That's really? the WCW one. They re released it. So, oh, that's interesting. No problem with that. I'll get it right back. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we were talking about it uh, last week, but uh, Ultimate Roman and Ultimate Shawn Michaels from the uh, now, Montreal. That one I have never seen. I those two are my because that Shawn Michaels came out with the Brock Lesnar right, and they never really made it to stores. They kind of just stayed online, yes. and then they re-released them online. But yeah, I think that now that Brock that's out right now that came out with Warrior recently, that's a different Brock. So I still yes. have never seen that original Brock or that original Shawn. Yeah, I have not either. I think the Montreal situation, um, <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels Ultimate, is like my end-all be-all of a wrestling figure i've never seen it i don't know anyone that has it um oh man i would love to put that in my collection but we are going off on a massive uh tire that's fine hey uh let's take a quick break real quick we're gonna let uh, a couple of our shows play a commercial here real quick and uh we'll come right back to it and we'll start previewing nashville a little bit and let's uh talk about the fantasy cup okay The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, but come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Shout out real quick to Drew, because as yes. I came home, obviously shout out to Tim too. Both of these guys, yeah, you know, both of these shows, uh, putting their commercials in, it's so cool. We really appreciate it, and they're both awesome commercials with the music behind them and everything like that. Love it, just absolutely. Awesome. But I wanted to do a little special shout out to Drew because he texted me, uh, or I guess DM'd me on Twitter, um, that he has some cards he wanted to send me. And he says, I think these would be right up your alley. I was like, well, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So they came in the mail today. As I got home, they were sitting on my table. My wife had opened them up for me. Right off the bat, you got this Icons Rusty Wallace in his Miller Ooh. Genuine Draft from like, oh, maybe, I don't, it doesn't say when the picture is. Oh, yeah, 1993. Prime year for me before he hit the Ford. He was still Pontiac. I'd like them much better without being a Ford. Um, 
Then you got Tony Stewart in his Bass Pro uh, driver's suit. I have two Chastains here, both of them in the Moose driver's suit. Uh, one's an instant impact Ross Chastain, and the other one is a Carolina Blue Prism uh, Ross Chastain. Uh, yeah, that is fantastic. And another here is Terry Labonte in his uh, yellow cornflakes outfit oh, probably 94 maybe. classic picture from you know 94 95 96 somewhere in there probably 96 honestly because that's when he uh, won the championship sure. ernie Irvin in the skittles outfit number 36 oh wow the only way that would have been better if it was texaco or kodak oh yeah that would have been cool and then mark martin in the viagra outfit in a, in a blue uh prism but makes me laugh every time these are so cool I mean, you got some classic guys in here, guys I grew up watching, like all the time. And of course, you know my current favorite guy right now, two of them. Uh, yeah, and I haven't been able to find any Ross Chastain cards. Yeah. So this is awesome. I and Drew, I really appreciate this. This is very very cool. Yeah, he uh, Drew actually sent me a Snapchat video earlier, um, and he has like a. Uh, Thick stack of cards that he's sending <laughs> my way, and I am—I cannot tell you how unbelievably excited I am about that. Um, We're so to yeah. blame for everything he's doing, <laughs> dude. I'll tell you, I'm looking up like card um, binders and stuff. Like, I am so into this. It's just here recently, I just haven't had the extra to mm. go out and get you know NASCAR cards, uh, but you know. Dude, I am so into it. It's so much fun, and you got you got a quite a few awesome picks there. Well, it's just you know you don't find that many of them from when I was a kid. You know, as right. far as like Mark Martin, uh, Ernie Irvin, Terry. But I didn't know they were making Ernie Irvin cards. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, this one is an icon as well, and it's all black. That's like the cards blacked out with uh like the silver metallic design behind it. The uh rusty one is all silver with like a pink metallic design behind it. So it's two different No, it's not an icon. What is this Ernie Irvin? What's it called? I got to move the tape a little bit. See what this one's actually called. Bear with me. This is great audio. Hear me move tape. It is called Obsidian what is that? What is obsidian? Uh, Drew. I don't know what obsidian Drew. is. <laughs> They're just making up words. I don't know. I, I'm going to call Drew. No, don't, don't. Okay. <laughs> what, what, this, what does this mean? You're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. That's awesome. But that was really cool. That was a very, very cool surprise to come home to. Um, Talk about this. Let's talk about Nashville for a little bit. I don't know how much we can really get into the race because it's, I mean, it's fine. It's a mile and a half. It's a, one of the cookie cutter mile and a half. I mean, Nashville is a, it's an interesting track. Um, the city itself is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing that ever comes to my mind, and we did it last year, so we're not probably going to do it this year, is the prayer. The famous oh, yeah. NASCAR prayer came from this track. Oh, it did, it didn't did. it? We we did that last year. We opened up the show with it. That's right. Yes. Oh, wow. Um, 
Yeah, it's been over a year since we've been doing this, man. <laughs> man, you know, it keeps on popping up in my Facebook memories. And just this morning when I was going to sleep, uh, I went through my Facebook memories and it said, one year ago today, I was sitting there promoting episode 10 <laughs> of In the Marvel. I'm like, my goodness, we were just babies. But uh, yeah, we had the prayer going back then. So that was... Um, Go back and listen to our old Nashville episode for that if you want to. Go back and check it out. It's actually one of the highest downloads episodes we have because I think people kept going back and listening to the really? prayer. Yeah. It's right at the start of the show. It just kicks off the show. It um Oh, that's awesome. It it's called Boogity Boogity Boogie Amen. That's what the episode's called. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. But Nashville itself, um, have you ever been to Nashville? Like not the track, but the city? I- no, I have never been to Nashville. I've been like, I've been a few times, but only one time for pleasure, not for work. You know, like when we were trucking, a lot of the things that we picked up was in Nashville. Oh, was, they yeah. have a lot of uh, industry, like around the outskirts of it. And you would go to these, uh, these little warehouses and these, uh, loading docks and stuff like that and drop and hook trailers and then carry them off to the West coast and then pick up something over there and carry them back over here to the East coast. You know, we do that all the time. Like you would take something across the country to California or usually Arizona or Utah or something and go to California and pick up something, carry it all the way back to the other coast, either Florida or North Carolina, or even here in Alabama, Georgia, maybe, and deliver that and then take the empty trailer back up here to Nashville to one of these little, Roadrunners, or uh, there was a couple places in Georgia we went to too, but uh, like Roadrunner, Star Transport, they would have some of these, uh, some of our trailers there. And we would drop off the empty and pick up the loaded trailer at these little places. So we would stay just long enough to do that and then take off. That would be the extent of my Nashville experience, except for SummerSlam of last year, where we actually got to visit Nashville, like go downtown Nashville and see the Johnny Cash Museum, yeah. the Country Music Hall of Fame, uh, all of that kind of stuff. You know, the Grand Ole Opry, we saw all of it. And man, what a yeah. fun city. I don't know why I have this thought, but like everybody that I know is from Nashville, and I don't know very many of them, but I feel like everybody that lives in Nashville like reminds me of like an Irish ping pong player's. <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know it's just like has that you know i'm from nashville tennessee and i'm like i could tell (laughs) kind of like i don't know i just they just all they all look the same to me they all look like irish ping pong players the strip in nashville we couldn't really experience a lot of it because we had our kids with us but that would be a fun trip to take with just me and my wife one day the strip for sure in Nashville, just walking down all these different bars and every single one of them's got a music act playing like a different music act, every single one of them all the way down. And you have party buses going by with bachelorette parties and all sorts of stuff, just constantly, constantly driving through. It's like a mini Las Vegas with country music. It's amazing. Okay. It is absolutely amazing. That's awesome. Um, and you know good and well walking through some of those, uh, walking down the street by some of those bars, listening to some music. You're like, like one of these people are going to be famous one day. Maybe not oh, everybody, yeah. but one of these bands, one of these singers in here playing, 
they're gonna ma- they're gonna make something of themselves one day, and I might be hearing this song on the radio one day. You know, it's interesting to yeah. think about. But yeah, we got to um, so we went to SummerSlam, and we got to uh, like kind of see where the Indy Road course was and all that. But that see, that's like where the that's downtown Nashville. This really isn't in Nashville. Like the Nas- Nashville Fairgrounds are in Nashville. Like it, it literally is downtown Nashville. Like maybe not where all the big buildings are, but it's like the just on the outskirts of all that. It's pretty close to downtown. Uh, right. Just kind of like how Chicago Land Speedway wasn't actually in Chicago, it was in uh, Julia. Well, that's kind of like Nashville Super Speedway. Oh, okay. Like it's not in the city itself. Like may, they, they'll technically right. call it that, but you know, it's kind of like, I don't know how far away it is, but it's almost like if they called Talladega uh, Super Speedway Birmingham International Speedway, which right. there is actually Birmingham, but you know what I mean. Like if they yeah. called it Birmingham Super Speedway because it's 30, 40 miles away from Birmingham instead of the little, you know, uh, Indian town of Talladega, you know, they didn't yeah. call it Birmingham. They called it Talladega, which I, I madly respect that they did that because that sets it apart. Now, I know something about that name, Talladega, just sets it apart from from just being Birmingham. I don't know. To me, that's really, really cool they did that. But they got into a kick where they, it's like, Michigan, What? What? where is that track located? Michigan? Yes. Like, what uh, city? Is it Pontiac? I don't know how to spell Michigan. <laughs> I-G-A-N? Hold on. Oh, it's in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. See, Michigan. Brooklyn was my next guess. Yeah. But they don't call it, you know, Brooklyn Motor Speedway. They got to yeah. name something bigger. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't name it to the biggest city it was by. Like a Detroit well, even the or whole, something, you know? Yeah. Like, even the home track of NASCAR, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Is no, it's in, in Concord. Carolina. Yeah. It's in Concord, yeah. Which is about forty-five minutes away from Charlotte. That that would be like them naming uh, Alabama Motor Speedway back in the day, or Talladega. It would like be like them naming it Birmingham International Super Speedway, or whatever. But yeah. they didn't do that, and that's really cool that they didn't do that. To me, that's my personal opinion on that. I think it's it's more like the older tracks seem to have done that. Uh, Charlotte didn't, but like you have North Wilkesboro, you have Darlington. Those are actually in those little places. You know, you have Rockingham. That's right. that's in the place. That's that's where that is. Right. Nashville Fairgrounds. That is what it is. It is an actual fairgrounds that that little tiny racetrack is at in Nashville. This track is not not in the city. You know, it's it's kind of off a little bit. Right. Have you ever seen Kentucky Speedway? Have you ever read by Kentucky Speedway? Uh, no. Thankfully, I have not. You talk about a speedway that's not anywhere near anything that track it it's literally hilly grassy interstate for miles and miles and miles with just maybe one random off-ramp with a gas station down it and then all of a sudden boom there's a racetrack it's the most random thing and i completely understand why that place is a traffic nightmare which it was i that was that's an awful story if you ever looked at something like that up on youtube one day the first Kentucky race where people were stuck in traffic through the whole race and never even got to see it. Oh, no. 
Oh, I'd be so upset. Yeah, that was uh, that's interesting. That was really interesting. But what's your opinion on on this Nashville Super uh, Nashville Lord Super Speedway Nashville Speedway, the cookie cutter mile and a half? Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much it, right there. You summed it up. Yeah, like it's fine. I, yeah, it's okay. Like I'll watch it. I'm, I'm not like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a really cool race. Like it's, it could be. It's like uh, the cars race really well in a mile and a half. It could be a very cool race. It's just nothing stands out about it. It's like Richmond or Dover. See, I even feel like like those have more to look forward to than this. They absolutely do, um, but like I don't get over the moon excited about. Oh, we're racing at Dover. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, okay, we're racing at Dover. You know, we're we're, we're racing at Nashville. I'll tell you what, on uh, <clears throat> the little time that I spent on NASCAR Ignition Twenty One video game, I hated Nashville. Mm. I could not get around that racetrack for anything. So I'm not a big fan of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's hit up a, a couple of news items, and then we'll talk about a uh, the fantasy cup real quick. And we're gonna probably have to get on out of here. Um, yeah. First off, so you, you mentioned NASCAR Heat. You saw the update, right? I sure did. Did you download it? Oh wait. Oh, NASCAR Heat. NASCAR Heat Five. There's an update, a 2023 update with with 2022 cars and paint jobs. Uh, so. I I've heard about this. I have not gotten on to NASCAR Heat Five uh, just because I'm in the middle of a World of Outlaw uh, late model season, mm-hmm. and like I can't switch games in the middle of the season. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to finish this up probably after I Wait, come home from work. You can't Kyle Larson it and just go back and forth and do everything at once. No, well, I can't. I have to one at a time type thing, <laughs> uh, but. I, I'm not super excited about this because uh, it's not on career mode, and that sucks because I don't do exper- uh, expedition, expedition, ex- exhibition. Thank you, exhibition. <laughs> I don't do those races. Um, I don't, you know, I don't do just. I'm gonna go race as Kyle Busch at Kansas Speedway in a truck. I I don't do that. I always just stick to uh, career. But I know that they're adding. Uh, I believe it was Bristol Dirt. Mm-hmm for the cup race or cup series. So I'm really excited to kind of check it out and kind of see what it's all about. I would love to see how racing on Bristol dirt in a cup car is on NASCAR heat five, the video game that actually works versus, you know, ignition. So I'm pretty excited about it. I'm interested to see the physics of it. I don't now. I do. Well, I know there was a mod for it on PC. That just got released ahead of this update, this official NASCAR heat update that I've already downloaded on the PlayStation 4. I just don't think it's active yet. I think they have to activate the update. But the update itself is actually $10. So it's it's an official deal. Like they put some effort into it here, right? So I'm curious to know if they're going to have updated physics with the new car or if it's just going to be a, a look. You know, if it's just going to be a paint job like a new body model. Um, I hope they have updated physics. Seeing as how this is an official release and not a community mod that came out on the PC, which did not have updated physics. In fact, 
they actually threw in classic paint jobs to put on the next gen cars and everything was all screwed up with it. Yeah. So I hope it's nothing like that. I hope it's like an official, it, it is an official thing. I downloaded it from the PlayStation store. It is absolutely official. This is not a mod for PS five or PS four or whatever. So, you know, it's, I, we'll see how it goes. I don't think it's active yet, but I did download it. And when it comes active, it I'll be there. I'll see what it's all about. So you have to pay $10. Yeah, it's, to a, it's a $10 it? season upgrade, which honestly, net, for, with NASCAR games, they should do that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. As long as if they, don't, if they don't change anything drastically, like they should do that with thing Madden too. If you yeah. don't change anything drastically from game to game, like release a new game every two years. Give us an updated, give us an updated thing where you can choose between 22 season, 2023 season. And then when the next game comes out, that's 2024. And then next time you can get uh downloadable updates. Like, you know, like the season passes for updated paint schemes that you get for free as you buy season pass. But the next year, release a $15 update that updates all the paint jobs to and, and driver lineups to the new season. Yeah, I we'd buy that every time. If you're not going to change the game fundamentally, what's we're not going to want to buy a new game every time if nothing changes. You know, that's probably it's probably one of the big deals with, with NASCAR games right now, like what their issue has been, because it seems like the games are either getting worse or they're not changing at all. You know, so if we just get updates, yeah. we're more willing to spend more money. I just spent ten bucks on it. I wasn't spending 10 bucks, yeah. but hey, I just got an update. I'm going to get to drive 2022 cars now. Well, NASCAR Heat, heck yeah. You know, it, yeah. If it's not in career mode, it's not in career mode. That's fine. I'm still going to be racing them. My kids are still going to be racing them because they don't usually do career right. mode. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited for it for sure. Did you have any more uh, news? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, the announcement for Stu Hosh real quick. All right. You want to you go ahead and go into that? Yeah, so Josh Berry will, uh, has been announced that he will drive the number four uh, for Stuart Haas Racing next year in the NASCAR Cup Series, uh, taking the ride over from the retiring Kevin Harvick. No word of sponsorship yet. Not yet. Which means Bush is not sticking around. The, I, I don't know. If there's no I mean, word probably yet. not. Yeah, if they didn't announce it, if they didn't bring out a four car with Bush and Josh Berry's name on it. Yeah, that's true. They, there was no car, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, there's no. Bush is going to Chastain, dude. Do you think so? I, I hope so. I think that would be a really good. I think that would be a good. I think so too. I think so too. Come out with a new watermelon flavor. I mean, what the heck? I, I I'd bet. buy it. <laughs> I would not. I love watermelon. I would. Not. I love watermelon drinks. Like watermelon is my favorite fruit anyway. And the fact that he uh, is so associated with it and he's my favorite driver right now, just, you know, but Hey, I, I really like Josh Berry too. I I've said yeah. that on the show. I've talked to, to, uh, you know, to you about it, uh, about yeah. how like maybe one day Josh Berry can get a chance at this because I feel like he would do pretty good in the cup series. I just, something about the way he drives, He's not over his head or anything. I just, he's like Mark Martin-esque in the way he drives. For sure, yeah. And I feel like that he would do pretty good in it. And he showed it. When he got in that nine car, he did pretty good in it. 
I mean, he wasn't, yeah. you know, winning all the races. I mean, obviously not, but he was, didn't he have like two top five finishes at the end of his run there? I believe, yeah, I believe one was the second place finish, and then the other one was, I think, a fourth. Yeah, Richmond was second, fourth wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I just, hey, I'm for it, and I'm I'm happy for yeah. it. Yeah. Because I, I, I think too. of all the people in Xfinity that has come up, he was the one guy I was really hoping would get a legitimate shot because of where he came from, how late he actually got into, like, the bigger series. And his whole story is really cool, just... I don't know. I'm just, I'm happy for him. It, it feels deserved. Oh, it's well over deserved. Mm-hmm. Like very, very deserved for sure. I'm really excited about that. I think he's going to be doing fantastic stuff. Uh, it's going to be interesting because Dale Jr. Josh Berry and Dale Jr. have a really uh, great friendship. And you can tell that on the podcast that Dirty <clears throat> uh, Mode Media and stuff. But uh, Josh Berry has pretty much made a name for himself driving for Dale Jr. Jr. Motorsports in the, uh, uh, sh- uh, gosh, pro late model or pro stock late model series or whatever they call mm-hmm. it, uh, which is now called the tu- uh, the Cars Tour, which we're going to get into here in two seconds. But uh, I'm really interested because Josh Berry, through his whole career, has been Team Chevy, and now going to the pinnacle of NASCAR racing in the Cup Series next season, we're going to go switch over to Ford. So it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how he does that, you know, how he treads the water and stuff. Well, also, isn't Kevin Harvick a part owner in that with Dale, the car store? Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I think it's a big mutual respect thing with everybody involved with this, right? So. Right. It isn't like there's any ill feelings or anything. Oh, you went to Ford. Oh, no, you went to Stuart Haas. So you didn't, you know, stay with me when I was trying to buy a charter or right. anything like that. You're not running for another year in Xfinity for me. Like, no, it's not like that. I think everybody actually respects the mess out of this and really happy. Yeah. To and if you haven't listened to Dale Jr. Download, uh, they made that very, very clear. They had Josh Berry. Uh, as a guest this past week, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday show, uh, and they they talked about all that. They even talked about the the cars tour and the late uh, the pro late model stock series and stuff. And Dale Jr. even said he's like, "Man, I'm really, I'm really, you know, the only thing I'm really upset about is I'm going to lose my crew chief for the pro late model stock uh, series and stuff." And uh, it's funny because I think it was yesterday. Uh, they were somebody on Twitter was like said something about man it's going to be so cool to see you know it's going to be so cool to see if Josh Berry is ever going to step into the you know cars tour for the 62 of Kevin Harvick driving a Ford and Josh Berry replied saying it's not a matter of if but a matter of when and then today right before we hopped on Dale Jr. announced that Kyle Larson <laughs> is coming over to race his pro late model stock in an upcoming cars tour race here in a few weeks. That is just going to drive everything. Yeah, I think Jr. is going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it for the show, dude. We, uh, I do have one little thing I want to talk about real quick with the Fantasy Cup. This weekend is Nashville. Your week off is over. Get your picks in. Yes. Nashville is yes. coming this weekend. Um, soon after that, I don't, I guess it's going to be, I don't think it's next week. I think it's the weekend after next is Atlanta. 
I don't I don't know which weekend. Yeah. I don't think it's next weekend. I think it's the weekend after the fourth. I I could be wrong about that, but I want to say it was the weekend after the fourth. But Atlanta is going to come up pretty soon here. It's uh kind of like the next real big race. Like it's the next race that everybody's kind of looking at. You know, so really fast. It's going to be Nashville this weekend, Chicago Street mm-hmm. Course next weekend, and then Atlanta. So on funny. July yeah, 9th. It's the weekend after yep. the fourth. July 9th yep. is Atlanta Motor Speedway. That will be the next prize race. And right. I am going to give away. I bought two of these. I am going to give away a 164th scale Ross Chastain Hail Melon Checkers or Records car from uh, Lionel Racing. I yes. got it in the other day. Really cool little paint job going on with it. You know, it's uh, it's just got the streaks down the side of it uh, where he yeah. ran all over the wall, making it to the, the, the championship race at the end of last year. I got one out of the package sitting there on my little Ross Chastain shelf, and I got one in the box, and it's ready to ship for whoever wins the race. You have to win the race, though. Your guy has to win the race at Atlanta, and Atlanta – Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I oh, didn't just man. naturally pick the hardest track. To pick. I want to go ahead and declare my entry for this because I'm starting a, unf- I'm accidentally started a 164 scale collection. <laughs> and now I'm like highly obsessed. And I only have that Dale Jr. color chrome that I was talking about mm-hmm. when he wrecked and then kept on driving. Uh, and then I have uh, the William Byron, Jeff Gordon throwback. Yeah. And then I have the Kevin Harvick with the uh, accidental Bud uh, Bush Light logo, and I opened I I've opened all of them, so now it's like, oh yeah, I want all these one sixty. They're easy, dude. So, they're so easy to collect. It's just oh yeah, there's they're, they're space saver. They bring it back to when you were a kid and you were playing with these little Hot Wheels cars and stuff. It's just it's an easy collection, and it's the fact that they're not eighty bucks a piece or one hundred twenty dollars a piece. They're only like five or maybe ten. So. Yeah, for this sure. particular one was a ten dollar diecast. So I don't, I'm not breaking the bank, but it's something you cannot find in stores. You have to buy it from LionelRacing.com or correct win the In the Marbles Fantasy Cup race at Atlanta, which I which I plan on doing. So you can go ahead and just ship that bad boy over <laughs> here, you know, and I'll try my best. But yeah, going into Nashville um, right now, I only have two people that have picked and that's matt and joe obviously a lot of people are going to wait until after practice and and see where that thing shake out that's my plan but really really fast if you're listening to this before you send your picks in um just to remind everybody who you cannot pick i cannot pick kyle bush or kyle larson jessica cannot pick kyle larson tim cannot pick denny hamlin brad kozlowski or kyle larson and john brown cannot pick Kyle Bush and Joe cannot pick Kyle Larson. And Noah Gregson is back if you want to be so bold. Noah Gregson <laughs> is back. I yeah. He is there for if you want to pick him. Oh, all right. Let's get out of here. Let's get down the uh, podcast drafting partners real quick. Uh fully posable wrestling figure podcast. Give those guys a listen. They just had their Hall of Fame. Um, drunk wrestling history, uh, side project with Scott, and really, really fun show. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry, and you guys need to come back. Give us some sports talk or something, man. I was talking to Eric on Twitter uh, the other day about it. He, they need to come back yeah. and get some sports talk going. Um, Let's go. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, a great show. Great Facebook group, too, by the way. 
Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and also his uh, Chop Shop on Twitter. Uh, I got things in the mail right now on the way to me. And I have a list of things I want to get from him. And he keeps adding to the list because he keeps coming out with awesome things. And it's just ugh, aggravating. But I'm just getting every one of them. Yeah. Uh, also, Magic in the Mouse. I hear new episodes might be coming soon. It's a Disney Ooh. World podcast. So check those guys out, too. And uh, who you got, Ethan? Yeah, as always, Brian, uh, Brian Breaker. Gosh, dang it. Why do I always mess up on my stuff? Uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Go check that out. Uh, go listen to the archives of You Know It's Fake, right? Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for Travis Fowler for the time being. Uh, it's on sabbatical, but uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Beanis. Go check that out. You heard the commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with uh, cameos from Rocco and Cole every once in a while. Just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim at a chair shot. A chair shot. Uh, go check out that podcast. Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Loving that show. Uh, Reffing it up with Brian Hebner. And then uh, one of my new favorites, Three Brew Podcast with Ryan Tyler and AJ. Go check that out. Absolutely love that. I think they just dropped episode seven. And I, I think it's pretty cool because Ty and I go back you know, a couple of years and we're good friends. And he uh, just recently started listening to our show. <laughs> and he was talking on episode seven that he didn't realize that like NASCAR had points, like a point system. He didn't know that we had a playoff system. He didn't know there was so much drama, you know, with like the manipulation of certain parts of the race car. Uh, he didn't know that there was fights and stuff like that. So he's learning a whole bunch from us. He says that he really enjoys our show. So I'm really thankful for that. Uh, shout out to you, my friend. And then of course, uh, Lionel racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, Oh, that reminds me, Tyler. Uh, please don't ever refer to NASCAR diecast cars as toys. I will make <laughs> you disappear. They are look, no cars. look. Okay, I'll give him this. The ones you find at Walmart and Target, <laughs> those are toys. Yes, All right, the ones yes, that come 100%. from RCCA Action Lionel Racing, uh, the ones that have like the beer and cigarette sponsors on the side of them, the ones yeah. that you have to get mailed off or you have to get at the racetrack because you can't find them in Walmart and st stuff. The ones that come in the little boxes instead of the hanging blister packs. Those are adult collectibles, but the ones at Walmart, yeah. I'll give it to you. Okay. They're toys. I'll give it. I'll uh, give that. To you. That's, Oh, that's hard. That's a better five. But I have a wall for full of them. You know, oh, you can collect mock. toys. Oh man, I don't know. They're you just can collect toys. toys. So fine. the 124 scale diecast cars, uh, if you call those toys, I will make I will make you disappear. Let's see if they so, if Lionel Racing came out <laughs> with a twenty dollar version for Walmart, that's a toy. That is a toy. I can't hear you. I and I wish they you. would. I, I wish they would come out with a twenty dollar, twenty five dollar version of some of these paint jobs in the next gen the next gen car. I yeah. wish they would. I'd love to see because like they, who buys those haulers? Does anybody buy those haulers? I do. You buy the I haulers? buy all the Kyle Bush. But that, that's it. Just Kyle Bush. Yeah, just Kyle. Like Bush. I might if I find a Ross Chastain hauler. Yeah, I'll probably buy it. I wanted to buy the Richard Petty one that I saw at Daytona. And I walked around yeah. with it, but at the end, I'm not spending 25 bucks on that thing. Yeah, so I'm putting it I back. Understand that. But like in the store, I think they're how, how much are they? At Walmart? Are they ten or fifteen? What the hollers? 
They're like, I think they're like 17. God, that's too expensive. That's too yeah. expensive. When I was a kid, I, I did I, like the hollers. I really did. I did too. And especially yeah. when they came with a car. Now they don't come, they only come with a car and they cost almost $20. But when I was a yeah, kid, sometimes like, they came with two cars. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I, I miss those days. And I just, there's sometimes like most of these haulers now, they're like wrapped in like something that's not their hauler, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's not what you see on the street. Like Alex Bowman, he earlier this, well, I don't know, earlier in 2022, he had like a special paint scheme that was like the ally best friends where it was all about pets and dogs mm-hmm. and stuff. And they made a, a 164 diecast car, which you could call a toy uh, at Walmart. And then they made a matching hauler. And it's like, wait a minute, the yeah. hauler never looked like that. They don't wrap the whole hauler based on the paint scheme. No way. And it's like, <laughs> and like when they come out with a new Kyle Bush one, it's like, oh man, I just, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to collect these, but I feel like I'm obligated to do so. So I have like, I, I don't know, like eight or nine of the Kyle Bush ones. And I'm just like, you know what? Though? I'm hoping they're good autograph getters. I guess because not only can you get the autograph on the box, like the plastic, nice and wide across the entire yeah. thing but you can also take the holler out of the box and get them to autograph the actual holler itself on the side that's true they i did that with richard petty i had a uh, fan appreciation tour 1992 holler that came in that big pack of like eight or ten different things so it was like a 124 scale 143rd 164 scale two different types of 143rd scale i had the little action figure richard petty and it had the holler but i had a box left over from when i took a holler off of like one of these 1992 hollers like like a uh, an ernie irvin holler or something like that whatever i had that box left over so i put that holler in that box and that's how i displayed it because i got the the tractor or the, the trailer part out gave it to richard petty and in his sharpie on because it's white down the side of it yeah. with the fan appreciation tour logo on it and everything. He signed his big signature right across the side of it. And that's how I had it displayed in that black box, you know, and it was an excellent, like it wasn't on the plastic. It was actually on the holler itself. So cool. So they're really good autograph pieces. If anything else, I understand that they are very good autograph pieces. I almost did that with Ken Schrader at the srx event we had last year because he was signing outside the track and the person outside the track actually uh was had like a little retail place there that had a bunch of old cars from when i was a kid and one thing they had was a ken schrader hauler and it's white and i thought man a black sharpie across that would look really really cool and i almost pulled the trigger on it i didn't do it just because i was late getting off the track uh, with their autograph session and Ken Schrader's had already started. Oh, I, yeah. I was going to miss it. But in retrospect, I would have tried it anyway. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, man, we love talking about them diecasts, don't we? I love diecasts, man. Um, uh, let's get out of here. Let's get it. It's running late. We're an hour and 25 minutes in this show. Hang on. All right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, well, thank everybody for listening. Please rate and review uh, the show on iTunes, any place that you can rate and review. Um, 
also share the show around. I mean, if you're, if you are finding anything with NASCAR interesting and it's solely because you're listening to us, one, that's awesome Two, tell somebody oh else God. about it. Yes. You know, I mean, you never know what you're interested in until you hear somebody that's really passionate about it, really explain yeah. something to you or really like open your eyes to it. So you never know yes. what you're going to end up liking. Um, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at in marbles pod. You can also find us on Facebook and, uh, email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com or just DM us on Twitter or Facebook or you know, message us directly. Just talk to us. I mean, we'll, we'll answer any questions and we'll talk about any topics you want to talk about. It's just whatever. We love the content. Um, also go to what, what a maneuver.net. What a maneuver.net. I always say like, I feel like I say it too fast and go to the search, <laughs> search by store tab and you can scroll down to in the marbles and you can pick up our shirts. We have three designs up right now. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, go to skinnymixes.com, use the code marbles at checkout. You get 10% off your first order. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? I know there was a little thing that I was going to say, but I forgot, but, um, oh, I don't remember. Anyways, as always, peace, love, and all of the above. All right. This is a fun show, man. I like this show today. Uh, we'll yeah. see you next time in the marbles. <laughs>